Episode 9, <clears throat> Season 2, Patience is a Podcast, Lessons 1. I've been very open, very open on this podcast, but I feel I could do more. Because like I said, I know I'm reaching. I know I'm reaching and and I appreciate everything that I'm feeling because I know that me telling these personal stories and my personal opinion on what we're going through right now they're helping somebody but like I said I feel that I could do more so This season of Patience is a Podcast, I'm going to tell a personal story. All true. I'm going to try my hardest to have the people involved in these stories on as well so we can reflect. And actually, so you can just hear the dynamics of me and my friends and or family. Because I'm going to try to get friends as well you know this is same this seemed like it is it has sort of calmed down and people are willing to interact a little more people are willing to interact a little more and you know and I can put the phone down and we can step six feet away from each other and we can have a conversation who cares but like I said it's time now I feel this time to actually get out there and have these conversations with people. But the first one, you know, I have to start with myself. You know, I don't know if I've told the story to on the podcast or told the story to anyone, but um, I may have to go to my mother for actual facts on this one because I don't know if if all of it is 100% true, I know it happened, but it's just certain things. Okay, I was either a little under a pound or maybe a little over a pound when I was born. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, you see the picture I post every year on my birthday for the last couple of years. That was me as a baby, tubes and everything connected and all of that and everything that sort of brought me brought me to where I am right now a lot of people call me a miracle baby you know I got a cousin who I'm very close to every time she sees me even though I'm 37 years old I'm a miracle baby and I see the joy and I see the love and I try to match it (laughs) People used to tell me that I used to fit in the palm of their hands. I used to fit in the palm of their hands when I was born, and that's kind of kind of hard to believe because I'm about six feet and damn near 230 pounds now, so I'm not fitting in the palm of anything. <laughs> but that experience and knowing that that little boy had to have something in him, That little boy had to be a superhero to make it. 
especially during the time where we didn't have the advancements in medicine and the advancements in just making sure that child will live. So I had to do a lot of fighting that I didn't even know that I could do. So whenever I had those moments, now as an adult where I go through things or I have things happen and I don't understand, pardon me, (laughs) I think back to that little boy. I look at that picture and I see even though you're attached to all of those tubes and machines that are helping you, but if your heart wants to stop, if God wants your heart to stop, it will stop. No machine is going to do that. No machine is going to do that. If God wants your physical to pass, it will pass. And for some reason, I'm still standing here today. For some reason, I'm still here to this day. Still have fighting me. There's still a mission that I haven't accomplished yet. So as I grew up, I grew up with a lot of isolation being the only child for the first 10 years of my life. And also being bullied and everything like that. I spent a lot of time in isolation and having a relationship I had with my family, whether good or bad at times. I spent a lot of time wanting to do things, wanting to grow Wanting to have a voice, wanting to be heard. A lot of that didn't happen. A lot of that didn't happen. A lot of the times I had to cry and sit in my room by myself just wanting to be a part of something. But I kept thinking back to that miracle, baby. You're a miracle, baby. You're a miracle, baby. And I'm like, where's the miracle? And it hit me a long time ago that the miracle is life. Because you wake up every day with an opportunity to be great, to leave an impact. A lot of people don't realize it. A lot of people want it dropped in their lap. A lot of people want, as soon as they get on social media, they want their first person, they want their first post to, to go viral and this and that. They want everything to happen for them very fast. And if it doesn't, they give up. I was supposed to give up on this podcast a long time ago. I was supposed to give up. We were supposed to give up on GMHONP after the first few episodes. But we didn't. We almost hit 100. We were supposed to give up on each other, but we didn't. And... I know why now we didn't. But back to the miracle, baby. Back to the miracle, baby. I know I matter. I know I matter, and like I said, it took me back to that little boy growing up into the man that I am right now. For me to realize why he fought. Because I say to myself a lot of the times, God, you could have had your angel a long time ago. I got to be here for a reason. 
I look at my kids and I see that reason. I look at my wife and I see that reason. I look at my friends and I see that reason. I'm not going to give up on you. And I know there's been people that have, that have been in and out of my life. I'm, I still won't give up on you. Even when they see me to this day. Because they know I'm in the same place. They got the same number. Social media is the same. They come back to me. And they say this. They say that. And I'm right there with love. Right there with appreciation. Right there with help. Because I still feel I I have goodness. I have goodness to give. I know I do. I know I do. So the lessons that were being that that little boy is still teaching me to this day, I haven't forgotten. I won't forget. But I look at I look at all children with some sort of defects and defects and handicaps and you shouldn't look at what they aren't good at you should look at what they give and just because you see someone not being able to be as functional as you they're great in so many ways there are people who are amputated no arms, no legs who have so much to give life and so much is given back to them. There are people who can't move, can't speak, can't move their 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 limbs, can't openly give you a hug but can inspire the world. I'm not going to like give facts on who these people are but but you know you know who these people are probably because I don't want to get um flagged again but <laughs> for mentioning people you know but uh, cause that 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 happened before but anyway There's so much beauty in things that you would figure was useless. And that's just not the way to live life. Because as we're finding out now, what you think is useless can save a life. Can save a relationship. There's so much out there that this that the world has to give, that the universe has to give, that we're taking for granted. And I tell people all of the time during this, you know, pandemic, this this thing that we're going through, we must find beauty, we must find the lesson. And I feel, and this is just my opinion, I feel that this is our moment to allow the universe to heal from everything that we're giving it, allow the earth to heal, allow the world to heal. So everything can sort of balance itself out. Allow relationships to heal. Because through everything that we're going through, I found out I didn't hate my father. I mean, I knew I didn't hate him, but I just said that. 
I found out that I really do not hate my father. I just don't want to see him again. He has nothing to give me. I have nothing to give him. But I don't hate him. Like I said, I just... I don't want to see him again because partly... Because myself seeing him, I go back to that that little boy that needed him. And that's where the hatred starts. And then when I see my kids... I go back to them saying, why don't we see him? Why can't we talk to him? Why hasn't he tried? Why didn't he try to put in the effort in our life? That's also where I began. But like the last time I saw him, I didn't go back to that little boy. Last time I saw him, I didn't go back. I didn't go to that let me protect my children mode. The last time I saw him, I looked at him and I, I didn't feel sorry for him, so I can't say that. Last time I saw him, I wanted to say thank you, but I didn't. I possibly should have, but I didn't. I wanted to say thank you because without that lesson, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Granted, I don't have everything that I need in life. Well, well, let me say want. Because I got plenty of things that I plenty of things that I need. My needs are met. Wants, maybe not. And I don't really care about those at the moment. But my needs are met. Only thing I don't have is a car and you know, so you know, my wife and kids can get back and forth. But my needs are met. So when I say I looked at him when I didn't feel anything, I looked at him when I just felt thankful because like I said I wouldn't be the man I am if you didn't do what you do or do what you did and cause me cause me to look at life the way that I looked at it cause me the way to look at relationships the way I look at them and I'm not perfect don't get me wrong I've openly said on this podcast that I've cheated on my wife so I'm not getting ready to sit up and say I'm a saint I'm not ready to do that I sin every day I'm not getting ready to do that Am I proud of the things that I've done? No. Am I... Have I learned a lesson from the things that I've done? Yeah, I learned a lesson. But certain things happened that allowed us to be closer. Certain things happened that allowed us to be closer. So... I'm watching two men. I don't know if these two men are play fighting or they or they're actually about to to fight I don't know so now nah, they just play fighting but it looked it looked horrible but anyway but anyway but like I said but like I said um without that lesson without me growing up instead of wondering why is it he here why doesn't he care I just looked at that and just like, okay, he made his decision. I need to make mine. And I made my decision. I made my decision to make sure that I wasn't the man that he is, that he is. And I made the decision to make sure that my children 
had what I didn't have. So I don't blame him for what he did. I just, you know, thank you. And that was hard for me to take. That was a hard lesson for me to learn. Because for so many years, I just wanted him to be proud of me. And I wanted to show him that that I was a man. But he didn't show me that he was a man. So I'm not saying he did all of his children like that because he did it. He just didn't show me. And so many years, I was hurt by that. I was hurt by that for a while. It took the love from my little sister and the things that she showed me and the way that she lives her life for me to see that, all right, you can, you can do this differently. And I did. I mean, I don't even talk to my little sister as much as I want to, but me and Chelsea have a great relationship, so. Hopefully that relationship will be soon. We can soon get together when all of this is over with. And, you know, that's something we're going to try for. And uh, that's just that. That's, that's that lesson that I learned is to just be stronger. Be stronger. And not... Don't take everything so personally and don't take everything so harshly as to as to um disaffected by it because you know those people are where they are and I'm where I am and I don't really need to I don't really need to let the their weight hold me down anymore. Because that's something that can really harm a person if they continue to allow that to weigh you down. Because that person isn't thinking about you. That person is living their life. So why are you still holding on to what they did or holding on to what they said? It's beyond me because you just need to let it go and live your life. Learn that lesson. Like I said, so many times in life, you just need to stop and not feel the the affection of it, the emotional affection, and just learn the lesson. Figure out what it's teaching you. So many things in our lives have happened, like myself, my wife. So many things have happened that we just... We're just going to sit back and allow allow ourselves, I mean, give ourselves the ability to learn and give ourselves the ability to listen. So many things have happened in life that just you just need to stop and just, just listen to it. You know, it may not be, these experiences may not be speaking to you physically, but they're speaking to you mentally and speaking to you emotionally. You just need to listen. You're here one day. Just like I had to. Just like I had to. Just like many of you are learning right now how powerful you are. Many of you are learning that lesson. It's a shame we, we had to learn a lot of this stuff from what's going on. But... 
you have to find the beauty in every situation and and right now right now I'm finding the beauty in every situation finding the beauty in every lesson finding the beauty in life how you doing just finding the light in all of this darkness and this will continue She's begging. She's begging for you know for more and wanting, wanting to try new things. So, or he, or he, whichever. So they become more selfish. They become more selfish with giving and taking, and it's not. It's not an enjoyable act anymore. Because they go straight for what they want. They go straight for what they want and what they know gets them off. And that, you know, really, really starts to sour on the person that you're with, you know, because it's no longer, it's no longer an experience. Now it's, you know, you know what's going to happen. But I feel to break it. To break that that selfish mentality and love breaking, it's pretty much the same. It's the same way you break you break any any miscommunication in relationships. You have communication. You have healthy communication, and you know you basically have. Apologize. You basically have to have. An understanding that not everything is going to go my way. You know, when I've had conversations with people where they tell me that, well, everything was fine. It's just that they were too much for me. They were too much for me mentally, too much for me emotionally, too much for me physically. And I always say, how can a person be too much for you physically? It'd be a bad thing. Well, that person feels, you know, they feel a bit lower because they aren't as experienced or they can't, but they can't please their partner. You know, that's where that, that comes in. And the person that's the selfish one isn't as open and isn't, pardon me, isn't as willing isn't as willing to compromise with what they want versus what you want. Because a lot of the times, a lot of the times an aggressive nature, the aggressive nature of people is a turnoff. And, you know, a lot of the times you're left, that's when, you know, a lot of those selfish traits kick in. Because you see too much of the same thing. And if you want something different, you're just going to leave with that anyway. So it's almost like you're not even listening to the person from the get-go. That sort of selfish behavior. Like I said, the only way to break it is to honestly, honestly be, be open. 
willing to compromise and willing to be committed to the union and not just committed to finally having someone to do what you want. No, that's not a relationship at all. And so many times you see or you hear of those sort of unhealthy relationships that are perfectly fine until you get to see the real person. Until that person tells you, well, I don't like that. I only do that. I only do that because you wanted to. Or I only watch those movies because you want to. Because too many people fall into that, well, fall into that, fall into that trap where they're submissive. And I'm not talking about submissive physically. I mean submissive mentally to where you will you want you want the right person in your life. You felt you were selfish. You felt you had this and that going against you. So in order to make anybody turn into what you want them to be, you give in. Everything they do is great. Every joke they tell is funny. Everything they say is interesting. That's also not healthy. You have to have compromise. You have to have comp- you know you know you have to have a commitment to that person, and not just commitment to them, you know, not to cheat on them, or whatever. You have to have a commitment to them mentally and emotionally as well, and just understand in order to break that selfish cycle of selfish cycle of love, and you know when you feel you're making love, when it's just self because you're doing exactly what you want you're not even paying attention to your partner your your lover and they're laying there you know unsatisfied or they don't know what happened because it was over so fast because you went straight for what you wanted and didn't really didn't really give give that person a chance to tell you what they want or they love, what they need. You know, it's all about listening. It's all about listening. You can be selfish in friendship as well. I think you all know that. I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to. I don't even need to have this as part of the segment, but I will anyway. You can be selfish in friendship. And I feel if you be selfish in friendship, that kills just about everything else. Because in order to have a relationship with somebody, you know, you have to be friends first. You don't just jump right into relationship mode. So selfish in friendships, meaning you have to understand first off that the world does not revolve around you. Every topic does not have to be about you. Every every activity does not have to be what you want. Everything doesn't have to go your way. And a lot of the times, that selfish mentality in friendships really sort of kind of mess it up. Really sort of messes up a good thing. When you can't get out your own way. When all you see is when you look at people is what you want. 
well, they're going to act like this because this and this and this and this and this. Just because something happened to you once does not mean it's going to happen to you by everyone you come in contact with. Everyone you open up to is not out to hurt you. Am I saying you just got to go out there and continue to just be open and, and tell everybody your whole life story? You, you don't. But you do have to be cautious. There's ways you can learn how to read people. There's ways you can learn how to, you know, put your your best ability in the situations. You don't have to go 100% into everything. Sometimes a little bit goes a long way. And that's in friendships as well. So in saying that, just because you went through a traumatizing situation when you were younger, as I'm pretty sure we all have, I honestly don't think there's a person alive that didn't have a moment that changed them. I don't think there's a person on this planet that didn't have a moment that stands out above the rest. It could be a good moment, but nine times out of ten, it's a bad one. And that breeds on selfish behavior and selfish qualities as well. Because you don't want that to happen. True. Nobody should go through any, anything wrong, but unfortunately we do. There's ways you can heal. There's ways you can use that experience for your, your own good. Ways you can watch out for that situation. If it occurs again, don't put yourself in that position. Don't be around those types of people. Those ways, there's ways you can break that selfish mentality. Ways you can break it. Morning, Morning man. Pretty good. There's ways you can break that selfish mentality. So when you go into friendships, because I myself have had friends that I've helped, that I've done so much for, Like helped nurture their ideas, you know, protected them sometimes. And <clears throat> once they feel they no longer need me, they're gone. And then they come back. They come back when when once they remember, well, hey, Harrison helped me, Harrison did this, Harrison did that. And they come right back and I let them right back. I need to stop doing that as well, but that's another topic. <clears throat> but anyway, once you let go of me, 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 and start thinking of we, 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 <laughs> you'll be much better off. You'll be much better off. I feel. But who am I? I'm only a person with an opinion. I don't have no facts at all. The only facts I can give you is I'm married and I have five kids. And where I work, only facts I can give you. And <clears throat> where I live, and my social security number. But <laughs> the only other, everything else I'm giving you is just, it's just my humble opinion. I was told 
I was told by a one-time listener of this podcast. Notice I said one time because they only gave me an opportunity. Only gave me the opportunity to listen to one episode. And not even a full episode. It wasn't what they wanted to hear is what they told me. Because they don't want to hear about somebody's life. They don't want to hear about what someone goes through. They don't want to hear about someone's struggles. I understand that. It's not for everybody. Then they said, why don't you talk about that, this, when they found that celebrity like that, or when this celebrity goes through that, or why don't you talk about this artist or that artist? And I said, well, a lot of the times it doesn't interest me. A lot of the times you can tell when I'm just reading something. Because if I actually have an experience with it, it sounds like I have an experience with it. And I'd rather go off of that. I'd rather go off of off of putting myself into that position instead of just talking about what everybody else talks about. Because if you talk about what everybody else is talking about, they're just going to go towards the most popular one anyway. That's why so many different podcasts and so many different platforms, they jump from subject to subject so quickly. They don't stick on one thing. They don't really give you their give you their knowledge on one subject. Because when you're listening to an episode, they jump from this to this to this to this. I really don't want to do that. I want to give you what I give you. <clears throat> Especially with the new with the new way that, that that I do the podcast, I usually take I'm, I'm I'm taking a word or I'm taking you know a phrase and I'm basically giving you many many different ways you can come at that many different ways you can think about that many different ways it can affect you sorry about that I had to let the truck pass you know I was thinking about ways of ways that I could actually speak more on speak more on things that I see on but I think about it I do so when that person told me well you need to talk about the social unrest and the economic issues of this and that and I was like no I don't I don't need to talk about that stuff I'm not saying I speak on good things and we laugh and we joke every episode but the things that I speak of that mean something to me and I hope they mean something to you But when I was asked, why don't I speak on social commentary or what, or, you know, this, this person actually asked me, why don't you talk about what black people go through? Why don't you talk about what you go through as a black man? I thought to myself, I do. I talk about what I go through as a black man on every episode. So I was like, well, once you got past once he was like, well, and I asked him, I'm like, how long did you listen? He was like, oh, I gave you, I gave you like three minutes. Then I turned it off because, you know, you start talking about your relationship. And I was like, oh, oh, well. I'm like, then I asked him, I'm like, that's not me telling you what I go through as a black man? He was like, no, that's not what I mean. This is what I was talking about 
why don't you talk more about this situation or that murder or that murder or when that cop killed that man or when those men killed that man. <clears throat> I told him I never stopped talking. I said I'd never stop talking. Those episodes will be so long. I never stop giving you giving you my opinion on that. And I told him, I pulled him aside and I was like, don't act like, don't act like you're more aware or you're more prepared for anything more than me. For anything more than me. He was like, I'm not saying that. And I'm like, yes, you are. Because you're saying I'm not aware of who I am as a black man. And I am. I'm more aware than that particular person because all that particular person does is hop in his car, listen to listen to different podcasts who do give you their feelings and reactions on those situations and just speaks on that. And like I told you, I'm more social aware and aware of who I am than you are because I'm out here every day faced with the same things every day I mean then I broke it down to him then I broke it down to him I get called colored at least once a week by older people at my job that's their mentality oh that nice colored gentleman helped me I know they mean well because that's all they know so when that was said to me around a few other black people, they looked at me like, you're not mad, you're not pissed. I'm like, why? That's how that person was raised. I can see if that person was my son or daughter. And you say that, and no, nah, yeah, I'm mad. Because you shouldn't be feeling that way. But I'm out here every day dealing with the same police, dealing with the same walking through the same neighborhoods that I don't live in so naturally I get looked at like right now ironically I go through this every day I just don't want to talk about it because I go through it every day (laughs) every day every day I'm profiled every day I have to turn my phone on just like you guys do and see the next thing, next horrific thing, the next, the next thing everybody wants to, wants to post about and talk about. It hurts. Believe me, it hurts. It hurts. But I can't put myself, I can't bring myself to posting about it that much, opening up about it that much. Because that means I'm going to start looking at people differently. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't. I do not want to look at people differently. I don't want my children to look at people differently. I want to see people for who they are and what they can give the world. 
I want to see people for their beauty inside, not outside, not social status, not financial status, because I don't have anything. I don't have anything. But what I do have, I give to everyone I come in contact with. And that's genuine compassion. Everyone I come in contact with gets me. I don't, I'm not standoffish. I'm not conf, confrontational to a point. Well, let me stop lying. Yes, I am. But anyways, <laughs> I give everybody the opportunity to get respect. And I can tell immediately if I need to give it to you. And if I don't need to give you respect, there's no need for me to even talk to you. I treat people the same way at work. You know, once I once I deal with the person, no matter who it is, that can even be my superior. If I don't respect you, I'm only going to deal with you on a work level. I'm not going to deal with you on, well, what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on that? What do you want to do here? All you're going to do is change it anyway. So, but that's me jumping on the subject. I only give people respect that earn it, that give it back. So, I'm very aware. I'm very aware socially. Only because I don't come off as an angry black man because all angry black men could be angry black men. All angry white men could be angry white men. All angry Hispanics can be angry Hispanics. All angry Caucasians could be angry Caucasians. If you looked at what's happening as a whole instead of as a human, because that's all you are. You're just one human. You don't affect everyone. Your opinion doesn't affect everybody. It doesn't affect us all. This world is changing. This world is changing. But the fact that two, the fact that two white men, a father and a son, and one unfortunate incident with a black with a black man who was jogging has taken over this world. You're making those three people look like all of us, and they aren't. Granted, I've been in that situation, like I just said, where I was jogging and had the police called on me, or the police stopped me because I was in a neighborhood that I wouldn't, that I didn't live in. I've escaped so many situations. Like I said, this podcast could be completely different because I talk about every situation I escaped like that, where I was profiled or something like that. But now with those two men and that one man and unfortunately lost his life, we're all faced with being them. I'm not trying to play a victim in my life. I don't want my children to grow up thinking that thinking that this is going to happen to them. I'm not saying I'm not going to educate them. Don't get me wrong. They are educated socially. They are educated in life. Not just not just in curriculum. They are educated in life. Just because I'm not as woke as you. I've been up longer. You just woke up. I've been up longer. So when I say that to people, 
who tell me you need to use your platform to speak on your pearls as a black man. I'm like, no, I need to speak on my pearls as a married man and a father. That's what I need to speak on, and that's that shows no color. Because everyone can relate to what I'm speaking on. Everyone can relate to what I'm speaking on, and if I start speaking on that, I'm going to lose. You're going to lose. That's not the world. That's not the world. That's not the way of the world. The world is changing. In case you didn't hear me, the world is changing. Racism will forever be there. But there's more acceptance than there, there's more acceptance than there's ever been. It's more acceptance than there's ever been. I didn't want to go on this long ass rant. Just about that. Like I said, that that whole conversation really kind of got to me because they feel I don't. I can't say they because it was just one person that had that opinion. But I've been told that before, you know. And a and a story I'll end the podcast with. I'll I'll tell you why I was called an Uncle Tom, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, damn, dude, it's 2019. I, mean, I know it's. I know it's 2020, but I was speaking on <laughs> I was saying like, damn, dude, this is 2000 and something, and you called me all the time and expected to hurt my feelings. But anyways, <laughs> you'll you'll know in the story I tell. Uh, I want to thank you all. Not for listening to this podcast, but thank you for getting to this point. You know, I want to thank you for being you. I want to thank you for being you. Continue to be you. Episode 8. Patience is a podcast. Selfish.